Hello, my friends, and welcome to New Thoughts, a podcast with David Alexander. I am your host, David Alexander, and this is episode three, where we are finally, after the first two episodes of reviewing some basic New Thought principles, we are getting down to the nitty-gritty. I told you we were going to start talking about various uh, concepts and and uh, topics of life with uh, friends and, and special guests, and today... The topic is relationships, and the guest is my dear friend, relationship coach Barb Beck. You can find out all about her at revolutionarylove.com. And in the meantime, I want you to know that our podcast is available on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, all of those wonderful places. And you can find out more about me at reverenddavidalexander.com. But right now, let's welcome my friend, Barb Beck, relationship coach extraordinaire. All right. Well, here we are, my friend, Barb Beck. Hi there. Relationship coach. Uh, so I know you've been doing this a long time. You've been a relationship coach for 24 years. Um, how did you get started? Where did that Where did that come from? I think I got started because I screwed it up for so many years, <laughs> and I'm not, and I'm not joking. I was uh, in some other careers and found out about coaching '95 uh, or something as I was getting out of the travel business. Realized I've been coaching all my life in mm-hmm. every business, right? And loved it. Found out there, you know, a new profession was starting, and um, and then really quickly in realized that relationship coaching was actually what I wanted, you know, the focus for, for me to be. And I, and I love it, and I've been doing it forever, but I'm really not kidding. When you spend the kind of time that I've spent, you know, um, none of us have relationship skills or tools. Um, I was really good at leaving. I was really good at blowing up relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, when you don't have that kind of emotional maturity and awareness and that kind of thing that happens um, from maybe some tough childhoods, a lot of people can relate. You know, you stumble around and blow things up. And so um, it's probably why I'm actually a really good coach now. Wow. Because I really, I really get where people are at and the pain that's created from yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And you are a really good coach. I'll just let my listeners know you've been my relationship coach. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, uh, I've been through my journey of <laughs> ups and downs and ins and outs and, um, you know, uh, dating and living and loving and marriage and of the fishbowl of, of ministry and uh, you've always been there to help and guide me and say okay well that was interesting <laughs> now what <laughs> now what are we going to do so I, I just want everybody to know uh, that I completely endorse her work she's fabulous and she asks the right questions and, and takes you in the direction you need to go so you know our, our point in this podcast is to just uh, it's called new thoughts so uh, both from a um, New Thought spiritual perspective, but also broader than that, just a spirituality or consciousness lens to look at topics. And, you know, over the years, we'll, we'll look at everything. But relationships is a big one for a lot of people, right? Because we all have them. We're all in relationships, whether those are intimate or work or um, uh, friendships, uh, etc. And, mm-hmm. and you said something interesting. You said we don't we, we don't naturally have relationship skills. We don't, because we're human. Yeah. Right? And so what do we naturally have is fear. As, as we, we don't come into the world like that, but immediately we are living in a, in a human world with parents that are very human, 
Right. And, um, and fear is a really natural default for us. And so, as we all know, when you look at that, and you look at the ways that we start to move through the world, getting some um, interesting messages, <laughs> and certainly fear-based messages, um, authority figures, that kind of thing, right through school, you know, there's nowhere, this is still just a pet peeve of mine, there is nowhere in any of our schooling that we get any kind of, let's just call it life skills training, mm, mm-hmm. let alone interpersonal skills, mm-hmm. let alone intimate relationship skills. Mm-hmm. And as you and I have talked about so many times on those revolutionary love Q&A evenings that we've right. done, you know, I've said over and over, everything meaningful in our lives centers around relationship. Right. As you said, any friendships. Right. Intimate relationships. Relationships with our parents, our kids. And if everything meaningful in our life centers around relationship and we're not good at it, then we're doing a lot of damage most of the time. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> There's a sobering thought. Uh, you know, and yeah, it's like we are we are in constant relationship with everything. Yes. We're in relationship with uh, with all of life around us, right? That's a basic new thought tenet, uh, oneness, uh, that we are connected with everything and everything is connected to us. And so we are in a, a constant state of relationship with all of life. And to, to bring uh, more consciousness, more skill, more mindfulness to uh, that process of being in relationship with life uh, would seem like a very important thing. Mm-hmm. And yet, as you said, it's, it's not part of the core curriculum uh, of, of any standard schooling that we receive as young people. Uh, so unless you go into psychology or sociology where you might start to get some of those things, uh, that we're all just sort of stumbling. And, and, and as I think about, you know, you said we have fear as a, as a base. Um, what occurs to me is that we, we have a, a ego, and the ego, you know, wants to be safe. Wants uh, to protect us. Yeah, wants, wants to protect us, wants to be safe. Uh, we, we have, a, we have a, a base of operation that we're, we're seeking a, a homeostasis, yes. right? a, a, a place of, uh, and a sense that says, I'm okay, right? And, and so we will like the animal that we are, <laughs> we will go to whatever tells us I'm okay. And I would add, and I'm comfortable. Yeah. Right? We're always seeking out right. safety okay. first, I'm the biggest, the base one. Safety. But after that, we try to, we try to just um, habitually set up our lives in a way that brings us comfort, ease. That's why we get into routines and mm-hmm. that way. So I'll throw back to you. You're married now. Right. How comfortable is your intimate relationship all the time? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's it, right? That's what it's, makes it so great is that it's not. They're it's, not supposed it, to be it, if we're growing. Right. We're growing. And so <laughs> and so that is that's the biggest insight, right? That that while our ego wants us safe and comfortable, uh, you know, I say our, our you know, ego wants you safe and comfortable, your soul wants you free. Yes. You know, so Perf- you that's perfectly free and liberated, right? Which liberated from your fears, from your doubts, liberated from any sense of, of unworthiness. You know, your soul wants you free, and so, and because those two things are kind of pulling at each other, right? The ego is always pushing us to 
to safety, to what we can control, to what we know, and our soul is always pushing us to growth boundaries and exploration and newness. Um, that creates a dynamic tension, <laughs> this thing called life, right? Um, yeah, that's, that's fascinating. And so really then the ideal relationship is one in which we are growing. Always. So I'm asked any time, again, that you and I have done that Revolutionary Love Q&A evening, or I get people that will um, send in questions, or I've used to, um, you know, to, to write in the newspaper around Q&As and things. Um, one of the first questions people will ask is they simply just say, what are relationships for? Then why aren't we in relationship? What are love relationships for? Mm-hmm. And it's such an interesting question. If you just even sit before I answer what I think they are, if you sit for a minute and you go, well, what are love relationships for? Mm -hmm. You know, your mind kind of spins around all kinds of things. You think about the the romantic aspect, Mm -hmm. like, well, that's fun. (laughs) We date to fall in love and find romance again. And then you think, oh, yeah, but if I'm looking for a long-term relationship, I guess, is it... Is it ending up about some kind of companionship? And and again, we come back to, we don't learn any of this. We don't even learn what relationships are for. Mm. So in my mind, all of these old school ways that we moved into love relationship, intimate relationship, marriage, were based on trying to find somebody. And of course, that old saying, you know, you complete me. You know, that's a joke, but we th- we really do move into it thinking we're going to find somebody who we have this great connection with, and then we feel better about ourselves all the time, right. and we're going to make them feel better about themselves. And that's really not it. It is, I think, it's Gary Zukov that his, yeah. I, we call it spiritual partnership, yes. always. When I'm yes. working with clients, I'm talking to them about a spiritual partnership. His quote is, That is a partnership between equals for the purpose of spiritual growth. The only thing that I would say there is sometimes that equals gets people confused where they're like, oh, you mean we have to be equally what? And then people can spin off into what that means. Um, We're not talking about equals in terms of things that have to do with the personality. We both are successful entrepreneurs out in the world. He or she is at my level that uh-huh, kind of thing uh-huh. we're not we're not basing that on personality we're looking at a partnership of equals two people that have a you found somebody who has a common view of where you're going in the world that has a common belief that we are here to grow spiritually and personally and if we say yes to doing this dance together every single thing that needs to come up for healing to be looked at is going to come up in an intimate relationship. Right. Why? Because we're agreeing to step out of what you just described so beautifully. The, the comfort, the safety, all the things we think we want to say my growth and change and healing is actually my goal yeah. with this partner. Right. Beautiful. So it's an enhancement of really, you know, what I teach, What I, I, I like the word covenant. Yeah, a lot. Well, you've uh, mentioned that to you know, me before. It's, it's I love such it. a great word, right? That we have a that that spirit, God, the universe mm-hmm. has a covenant with us, uh, and that covenant is one of growth. 
It's, it's, I am here to grow. I'm not here to be the same person that I was a year ago or the same person I was 10 years ago. Uh, I'm, I'm here to grow. I'm here to, and therefore I'm in, to be in partnership with all of life around me uh, to learn about that, about that growth. And so what you're saying is that then intimate relationships, spiritual partnerships are an extension of that. It's two people, two quote-unquote equals, but two, two spiritual beings recognizing I'm here for growth, you're here for growth. We have a common set of ideas and vision about, about what we want, what we want to experience in life. And so really you, you, there you're talking about uh, lifestyle, uh, you know, whether you want to have children or not or what kind of um, vision that you have for for yourself in partnership and that, those sorts of things, right? Real values. Yeah, real, real values. And I don't, I don't mean morals. I kind yeah. of myself flinch a little bit around that word, I think, just because it's been used in such a bad way out in the world. But real values and qualities. So you've heard me, and you've even done that work, that conscious dating work right. that I've done, where we look at requirements. So we're not looking yes. at fun things. Right. You know? What are your requirements? Uh, the requirements should be based on just what we're talking about, values, qualities of a person. And for you and I, and I'm assuming most of your listeners here, if you're on a spiritual path, then hopefully what you're what we're talking about here, you said the word vision. If you don't have a vision for any for whatever we're talking about, you really don't know where you're going. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a relationship vision, even when you're at the at the the start and dating consciously. If you don't know what you're looking for, what the vision is in your long-term relationship, partnership, or marriage, if you don't have a common vision where you have sat down and really said, what's important to you? Mm-hmm. Like, tell me who you are right. and how you think. Right. How will a relationship go in that direction? Right. Because as you said, we come together, but we remain in a healthy relationship. We remain two separate people, mm-hmm. two separate containers. And the third, then, is the relationship. And we also make sure that we're facing forward together, mm-hmm. that we're partners looking forward towards common goals, toward a common vision, mm-hmm. not facing each other. Because when we keep facing each other, the tendency is immediately to move into uh, a power struggle, finger mm. pointing and blaming. Right, right. That's beautiful. So that the separate containers, the third container is the relationship, and we are uh, uh, constantly looking forward, forward together. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah, beautiful reminder. Oh, a we. You know, yes, that's one of the things um, you and I've talked about this before. One of the things is realizing that when you're truly, when Gary was talking about, you know, looking for equal partners, when you're really a, a team, when you really are in a long-term relationship, you see that as a we. we we're a we. We're not joined at the hip, mm-hmm. but we are a we, a team. And so you speak so beautifully to this, everything outside of us, all the circumstances and situations and right. junk that goes on right. in our life that comes in. It's not about that then. If you're here with your partner, you don't have to worry as much about what's happening out here or what could come in to hurt our relationship. Because if you're a team and you're shoulder to shoulder and you're facing forward, 
you're simply looking at what do we need to do to address this circumstance or situation that's being presented to us in our life. That's beautiful. You make it sound so easy. It's not, is it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, right? We, everybody got it? Okay, it's two containers. The third container is the relationship. You're facing yeah. forward. Ready, go. Now, we know it's not that easy. I mean... Uh, so like, let's give examples. I think 50, that would be great. 50% of marriages end yeah. in divorce. You know, online dating is... is uh, is one of the biggest money generators, right? It's going gangbusters right now uh, and, and occasionally works. I met my wonderful wife on an online, online site. Um, and, and people are, you know, we've got apps now and we're swiping left and right. So what are the things that stand in the way from it being as easy as we just made it sound? Yeah. <laughs> so I would say it really is that simple. Yeah. It really, really is. You've found that in your marriage. I'm married now three and a half years or something. Um, I've been divorced. You know, we've been through this. I, I believe with all of my heart, two things, David. One, I, I, I'm married, and I'm, I think marriage is great, but it is a very old-school contract. Mm, mm-hmm. This is just my belief. I'm not yeah. saying it's yours, and I'm not saying it's your belief on your podcast. But for right. me, marriage is a great thing if you want to do that. Right. But it is an old-school contract. It is an old-school agreement, and it was based on some really old stuff. Right. So right. we'll just li- That's another talk. <laughs> it's another okay? episode. <laughs> that would be great to talk about that old-school view, view yeah. of marriage and what it really used to be. But we won't get into that right now. Um. But where are we going with this? I've already lost. Like, <laughs> well, we're talking about the things that are getting in the way, and you said it really, it really is as easy yes. as we're making it sound. However, but because it's fifty percent yeah. of couples divorce, I really truly believe that it is people getting into marriage for the for the wrong reasons. You know uh, that it really yeah. was just a contract. But the other is that they're not based on a spiritual partnership, just exactly what we described. And so you've got two people that come together, if they're not basing it on a spiritual partnership where they are agreeing that this is our vision and we are using everything that comes up between us, all of our emotional stuff, our fears, our triggers, everything, not to blame you, but to turn around and look at myself and why, why, what that is, if we're not doing that, then we move very swiftly from those four quadrants of intimacy from the very beginning where it's all romantic love, infatuation, lust, a high. It feels like a drug and it feels wonderful. But we move very quickly from that of everything I see about you, I see our, I see our similarities, to, oh my God, everything I suddenly am seeing about you are the differences between us. And when we hit that uncomfortable place and we don't have this agreement to use everything to wake up grow up mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. we're just sitting with a we're just sitting with someone in an intimate relationship where we're asked to be vulnerable we're asked to grow and change and it is so darn uncomfortable that the that it feels like we have fallen out of love mm-hmm. and the best thing to do is leave right so I wow. really believe a lot of this is based on the divorce rate is going into relationships without this kind of vision or understanding. Right, right. And you, in order to do that, you have to know yourself first, right? You have to know that 
that uh, you know for myself I, because <laughs> you were describing that and I'm like well that sounded like my first marriage um, right. and I'm sure that for a lot of people right um, you know so for me coming at it again it was like I had such a better grounding of who I was and yes the vision that you know what marriage meant to me what spiritual partnership meant to me it was a very high value so I had a lot of more clarity about that that it wasn't just something for comfort it wasn't just something for um, convenience or you know in my case a, a lot of it is as a, as a public figure um, I feel vulnerable a lot in my everyday work <laughs> you know yes. I feel vulnerable in my in my in my daily work of ministry and so marriage at least the first time around was a was a place to hide it was that safe place, of, mm-hmm. or, or at least that's what I wanted it to be. Yes. Right? I wanted it to be that safe place. Your where, escape. Yeah, my escape. It's like, I don't have to do the work because I'm home. Yes. <laughs> you know? You know, I, you're laughing. You know how many people are relating to what you're saying yeah, right now? Yeah. It's like, oh, man, work is hard. My career is hard. My, you know, uh, and maybe it's, I don't know how it's different for men and women, but, uh, you know, for men, the, the expectation of breadwinning and, you know, all of that. Um, you know, it's like, man, that's hard. And so I want that safe place where I can just yes. come home, sit down, have a beer, yep. watch the football game, you know, and not not have to look Do at myself. Do any personal work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> and it's just so not not the case. Uh, so the second time around, I had a much clearer picture, yeah. a, a sense of security in myself mm-hmm. uh, and a vision for what that uh, relationship would look like as a support still a safe place for me but it's a safe place in which I, I grow this is an important distinction and we need to keep talking about that yeah. so say more about that yeah well I mean it's still um, you know my relationship is still um, it's still safe uh, but not safety why? why is it safe what do you have that creates a safe container for you and patients trust and, and, and the main key, you know, there's that mutual understanding that we're both here to grow. And so she knows I'm not perfect. I know she's not perfect. We both know that our, our buttons will get triggered. Things will happen. Uh, and, that, and that, again, we don't blame. We don't point the finger. But we lovingly hold each other in a space to say, you know, what do you need? You need some time to, to look at that. You know, and we're very clear about how we communicate, how we do that in a way that uh, honors each other. Um, and, uh, and, and the main, for, for me personally, the main thing of our success has been, we've told each other the relationship's not on the table. Mm -hmm. Mm. So we know any difficult conversation can come up, any growth thing can come up and, and the other person isn't going to use it as a, oh, well then I I guess because of that, I guess I'm out of here. Right. You know, the shoe is not going to drop. So that anxiety is gone. You know, and we are committed. Now, it doesn't mean there's not non-negotiables and, and that th- could something that neither one of us could foresee or, or want to happen occur that would cause us to go separate ways. I'm sure it could, of course. Uh, but we're not, neither one of us are looking for that. And you're not using that. And we're that not using that. Because that's a veiled threat. Right. That veiled threat. <laughs> the veiled threat is gone. 
we're here for the long term. We're going to grow together. We're, you know, we're going to get frustrated with each other because one of us or the other is not growing at the same pace or, or whatever. Uh, and we're going to love each other through that. So it's, it's safe because I still have the love. I still have the intimacy. I still have the support. But I also have that constant encouragement to grow. Yes, you've got and, this. And, and that's the other, that's the third thing. When we talked about just those quick three things that are absolutely necessary for a healthy relationship, that, you know, separate containers, you know, making sure that you understand that you're in separate containers, mm -hmm. that we, that really looking, facing forward. And the other is that support, really having yeah. genuine support, the support of your partner and also outside support. Yes, yes. Support on both levels, right? We know how we can support each other. The church does. Uh, we, we, yeah, we, we talk to each other and we say, how can I, you know, support you? Yeah. Uh, so we make, if we don't, if it's not something that we know is a skill set we can offer the other person, we will ask and say, is there something I can be doing, you know, that would support you? And then we know what our limits are. We know that, you know, hey, in this area, I can't support you. I mean, meaning... It, perhaps in the way that you really need. I can support you in encouraging you to get that support in the outside. Yes, there you go. Right? And so that's how I support you. Yes. So we're not trying, I think the key there is we're not trying to be everything to each other. Oh my God, right? that, is, not, that is such an important <laughs> statement that right? you just made. So we'll encourage each other. No, so you need to go important. talk to somebody else about that. Or, you know, you need, she'll say, you need to go hang out with your guy friends. Or you need to, you know, so we'll, we'll, we know what our limits are and that our support sometimes very often, is encouragement for that person to get mm -hmm. outside support. Mm -hmm. Oh, my. We've got so many podcasts to do here because my <laughs> mind is reeling around right? conscious dating stuff. and just that piece right yeah. there that you said. You know, I do want to say this. If you go to my website right now on the homepage right there. The, the, RevolutionaryLove.com. RevolutionaryLove.com. You will see this quote. It's my quote. Yay. And it says, the quality and depth of of the relationship that you create with yourself, okay, mm -hmm. will equal the quality and depth of every one of your other relationships. So think it's what you Ooh, were talking wow. about. Say, about say it again. we have to know ourselves. Yes. So let's the let's quality, take this in. The quality and depth of the, the relationship, relationship you create with yourself. yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay, picture that. So, yep. however emotionally mature, however I'm growing, whatever skills and tools I have put in my own tool belt, the quality and the depth of that with me, with myself, with my self-worth, my self-esteem, everything, will then equal the quality and depth of every other relationship that you create with someone else outside. Because think about it. You know this better than I do, probably. You know, we bring our full selves yes. to every relationship, yes. every interaction. And we may not have any control over anybody else, but we have incredible influence. Mm-hmm. And the positive influence that we have on other people is, uh, to this day, astounding to me and absolutely in intimate relationship. Wow. You can get one person working on a relationship and changing who they are and how they are truly showing up on a regular basis, and it can change the entire relationship or marriage for the better. Wow. Wow. It, so That's fantastic. That's fantastic. That is such. <laughs> I I I, th I don't have no idea where we are in time, but we should probably wrap 
episode one here on yes. relationships there because that is a new thought that I think people need to chew on <laughs> for a while. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about separate containers, the third container of the relationship. Uh, we've talked about vision forward, uh, that trust, the commitment to growth, and now this beautiful way to wrap it all together, the quality of the relationship that I build with myself. Mm-hmm. Tell it to me again so I get it Let's right. all say it together. <laughs> The qui- and if you need to look at this or you want to print it out, go to my website. It's right there. Write it down and you know put it on a post-it note on the side of your laptop or something for a while. Yeah. And look, yeah. the quality and depth, that's key. Depth, yes. And depth of the relationship that I create with myself will equal the quality and depth of every one of my other relationships. Wow. Wow, that is so good and so true. Yes. That's good. That's awesome. Far back. This is fun. Let's keep doing this. Revolutionarylove.com. We'll have the link on the information on the podcast. Uh, my friends, that's going to do it for this one, but we're going to keep talking and keep going here. So we've got, gosh, what else can we do? We can do uh, conscious dating mm-hmm. and... Uh, um, trying to decide whether to stay or go whether to stay in a or relationship go. is oh, a big goodness. one. Oh, my goodness. And if you do decide to go... Uh, what's that phrase? Uh, sacred endings. Sacred endings. Oh, that's so or what's bad. the new one? Uh, well, I don't Conscious like uncoupling. Unco- I don't really I, I don't like, like the word uncoupling. Okay, I don't either. Sacred endings is a <laughs> much, ending. much better uh, term. I'm yes. sure people want to hear about that. Um, and Love um, to hear what you don't all like. Yeah, absolutely. So about. make sure you comment on my podcast page. Uh, check out Barb Beck's work. You can get a free ebook, Love, Sex, and, Spirit, and the Spiritual Path. Uh, on her website, download that, get that for free. It's also going to be in the March issue of Science of Mind magazine, mm-hmm. so that's pretty exciting. We're going to keep talking, and you're going to give us feedback and comments on what else you want us to explore, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye for now. So nice to be here.